Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, September 27th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest at what's at stake for Democrats this week. Number two, the players to watch. And number three, ad wars as groups on both sides are fighting over what should be or shouldn't be in the reconciliation package. All right, Jake, let's get to it. It is a massive, massive week that we have been building up to for the last uh, several weeks, if not months, in terms of government funding, in terms of a whole slew of legislative things that this all-democratic Washington is about to take on. And the stakes couldn't be higher. Yeah, that's right. Um, this is the kind of the week that um, we've been, again, yeah, you're right, building up to and, and thinking about for a long time. Well, the difference is on Saturday, Saturday, I guess it was, yeah, on Saturday, Nancy Pelosi said she wanted to get infrastructure, reconciliation, and government funding done this week. Um, that's nuts. I hate to say it. I mean, not that she's nuts, but that idea is nuts. I mean, that idea is just that is a year's worth of legislating in one week uh, or a month's worth or a quarter's worth, whatever you want to think about. Uh, and if anyone could do it, it's Nancy Pelosi. We always say that, but it's true. If anyone could do this, it's Pelosi. Um, so let's take it piece by piece here. Uh, government funding is in the Senate right now. They're going to they have the vote. They have a cloture vote today. Uh they are going to uh, the, the Senate Republicans are going to reject it. We know that they've said it. Uh, we, we don't doubt that at all. Number two is um, uh, the infrastructure bill. Infrastructure is being held hostage in a sense to to reconciliation. Um, the, the progressives are saying they're not going to vote for it. We'll see if they could break that. The leadership's goal this week is to create some sort of framework on reconciliation to then allow, as we reported last week, allow them to move to infrastructure seamlessly. So um, that's really interesting. Um, I'm not entirely sure that they're going to be able to do that. I spoke to somebody involved in the talks last night who suggested that um, on when it comes to reconciliation, maybe they'll be able to get a framework this week. It's unlikely they're going to be able to get a bill on the floor. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, Pelosi, Pelosi, I would say this. Everyone's saying, well, Pelosi must have the votes. There's nothing to have the votes for at this point. There's no legislation. So what the way I would think about it is um, she doesn't have the votes, but she has the, she sees a path to getting the votes. And I think that's important to think about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the obvious thing they have to get done, even if infrastructure and reconciliation ends up getting punted and the moderates go crazy. Uh, I mean, clearly the biggest issue is going to be this Thursday deadline for government funding. And as you note, right, this this first uh, foray into it is going to fail in the Senate. And the question is going to be then how do Democrats handle uh, moving forward so that the government does actually, you know, keep going, that we don't have a shutdown crisis. Uh, and it sounds like the most likely scenario at this point is that the Senate could strip out that debt limit provision that Republicans say they aren't going to vote for and send the bill back to the House with this broad bipartisan support. The House passes that bill. It becomes law. It averts a government shutdown for two months. It gives Democrats a little bit more breathing room here. I mean, it's not something they like because they still they obviously would still not have dealt with the debt limit. But as we certainly know, right, Congress often just shuttles from, 
you know, deadline to deadline. And it gives them some room here in terms of figuring out what's next. Yeah, I think that's right. And I also, I just, I, I, I want to, we'd be remiss not to note um, the debt ceiling is not remotely solved at this point. Um, Republicans are going to strip it out. It's going to end up in the, um, it's going to end up, you know, we have to, we're going to have another deadline in a month, <laughs> if, if not less. Um, and I don't know how they're going to handle this. They don't know how they're going to handle it at this point. I know they have ideas. So, you know, that's that's kind of where we are at this point. And um, uh, it is it is very stress-inducing to members of Congress and to the leadership to have to do this. But um, this is the the this is the lot they were. This is the hand they were dealt. Clear as mud how it will all work out, but we will be covering it in every minute-to-minute -minute iteration throughout this week. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. We often talk mostly about the leadership, right? What does What is Nancy Pelosi going to do? What is Chuck Schumer going to do? But today we're looking at some other big players because as much as this whole situation is on the back of Speaker Nancy Pelosi. There are some key players that are um, going to be playing a major, major role. So I'm going to start with the probably most obvious, which is this, um, you know, Joe Biden, the president. He's got, I mean, this is really his legacy. This is his agenda. Either it's going to happen or it's not. He has put a stake in the claim of this, you know, bipartisan infrastructure bill that passed the Senate. And the question is, you know, what role does he play now when it comes to the House? And in particular, this kind of tricky legislating that and the deal making that's going to have to be done as it's related to reconciliation, the size of the package, the scope of the package in terms of policy. I mean, these are some big issues. And so far, it's a little unclear. Is Joe Biden going to do a full court press or is he just going to kind of invite people to the White House and, and have cookies? Yeah. Uh, well, we know he likes he's he hands out a I lot. Mean, who of doesn't cookies. like cookies? I didn't mean to be pejorative about cookies. Sorry. I, I, I'm very into cookies, although not as into <laughs> it as perhaps at one point in time. Um, yeah, I, it's a good it's a good question. Um, and I guess what we were just talking about this morning is like, is it useful for him to be involved? I, I don't know the answer to that. We'll have to see. That's going to be a big that's going to be a big uh, a big question here. Um I would also say, furthermore, that if um, the leadership knows best here, and, and it might be, it might just be more helpful to have them involved. But we'll have to see. A lot, of, a lot at stake for Biden. All right. Besides that, we obviously have uh, C, the CPC chair, uh, Representative Jayapal. You know, she has basically been looking to, um, you know, leading the progressives here out on a limb to say in trying to hold firm on this reconciliation package to say they're not going to get rolled. We're not going to vote for infrastructure. How can she keep them together? If Pelosi does come up with this framework, is that going to be enough? It's going to be a tricky balancing act for her. And certainly in terms of her leadership overall of this kind of growing caucus that has a growing amount of uh, power. And then, you you know, clearly we talk often here about Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin, uh, the senators from Arizona and West Virginia, uh, who are the moderates who are often kind of holding things up or trying to squeeze their counterparts in this 50-50 Senate. Certainly others to watch. And then your favorite, Josh Gottheimer, uh, the New Jersey Democrat, and, and what he does with the moderates. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, Gottheimer has a lot at stake here. It's because of him that we have this deadline. Uh, I, I think, you know, it was bad strategy on his on his behalf. But um, I would think that he would argue that um, he got he put pressure and got a on, and got a vote uh, got a vote um, this week on reconciliation. So, um, yeah, he, it, it's it, a lot at stake for him. He his goal. Listen, a lot of people think the moderates don't want a reconciliation package. That's wrong. Uh a lot of their priorities are in reconciliation, not in infrastructure, including the salt caps. So, uh, of course, they want it, and um, they have to get it. And and a lot is at stake for them here because they don't want to be seen as blowing it up. And the last one I will note before we move on to number three story of the day is Alma Adams. Uh, she's the North Carolina Democrat who's been pushing uh, leadership in the House to increase the number of mo- the amount of money that's going to go to HBCU. Uh, historically black colleges and universities, you know, they had expected more than $40 billion. And right now the package only includes $2 billion. She has said that is nowhere near enough. And she's got the backing of the CBC chair, Joyce Beatty, who we talked to about this uh, last week. So that is another dynamic to watch because clearly the Congressional Black Caucus, uh, one of the most powerful uh, cohorts of the entire Democratic uh, majority and certainly uh, will want to feel like they have been heard and will want to see an increase of, of some amount. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Uh, probably unsurprising to both you and me, Jake. Uh, the ad wars, outside groups are pouring millions of dollars into reconciliation ad campaigns, both for and against. We've got the exclusive on paid leave for all launching a $2 million cable ad campaign trying to force the hand of Congress to include paid family and medical leave in the bill. These are running in kind of states you'd expect, right? D.C., Arizona, West Virginia, Texas, Florida, New Jersey, and Georgia. I thought one of the interesting points here was uh, Pivotal Ventures. Melinda French Gates's organization is supporting the campaign. Yeah, uh, I, also just from a, a broad point of view, very there's so many priorities in this thing that everybody's going to have <laughs> going to be interested in, in pushing their issue. This is this is seen. It's it's largely seen, and it's right as a. Um, as a train leaving the station, when a train leaves the station, you want to get your 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 luggage, I guess, on the train. Uh, this will get into law in some way, shape, or form. I mean, listen, it's it's a little bit limited because the um, just because of reconciliation, what could go in this? But it's it's entire it's entirely uh, it's it's one of it's just going to be one of the biggest pieces of legislation to ever pass. So people want their priorities in. All right, and with that. Thanks so much for listening. Please leave us a rating and review. You can share The Daily Punch. It's the easiest way for others to find out about us. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. We hope you have a great day and stay safe.